Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is September 16th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, doing great. Been great weekend. Fantastic weekend. We're on our way to Victory Monday. Not in the, not in the barn yet. Recording this in the uh, throes of the second half of the Bears-Broncos game. Just got a tutty. First tutty of the season. First, oh, That's true. You didn't score last. First touchdown. <laughs> Yeah. Who was it, Tree Cone or Montgomery? David Montgomery. Montgomery. You're fired up about him. We watched the first half at a, the Bears Bar in Manhattan. Yeah. You're in amongst your people, telling me about how you know the Chicago sports fans are the best in the world, that much better than Cleveland well, you were, sports. You were fans. like, "This is a cool bar." I'm like, "Yeah, it's a Bears bar." Duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we are uh, recording just after the Greenbrier, before the end of the Bears. I got to get on the road, drive back to Maryland tonight that's you know that's the commitment we have to the audience right not, not, not tooting our own horn although that's exactly what i'm doing it's like the wi-fi at the hotel is so bad that you told me we got to record here before we go home before you know it's not going to work if we're remote so i stayed here till the end of the green briar now we're gonna get on the road and get out of here so but but we're not waiting till the end of the bears game no not officially confirmed a victory monday yet yeah. Um, Browns, of course, Monday night. You got you got a, a team without a quarterback. Mano, Mano got uh, yeah, Donald. Yeah. It's, it's finally lining up for the Browns. <laughs> Although, geez, knock on wood. See, Let's, your boy OBJ bought out an ad in Times Square. Uh, you were showing me that today. Yeah, yeah. new <laughs> team who dis. I kind of like that. Mixing it up. Uh, all right, let's get to the golf. Let's uh, let us. Uh, let's just go in order. We're, this is not what we're going to talk about the most, but Joaquin Neiman is just the most recent thing we watched here. Dominated, cruised to a uh, military tribute. He didn't win. He just won a military tribute. Is that a golf tournament? Can we confirm? <laughs> Does he get a uh, you know a, a salute? Or <laughs> he he earns it, a, a, a like trophy? a what, what, yeah some a, sort a of medal like, of honor. Yes. <laughs> That's gonna say some sort of like insignia he gets to wear on on his uniform. You know how they have like couple bars, yeah, a couple <laughs> bars on his uh, golf shirt for the rest of the year. Um, so Neiman cruises twenty one under he, six uh, birdies on the back nine. Birdie six the last birdies, three. yeah. Be- was kind of close. Was was just putzing along and then put it uh, put it in an overdrive. How old is he? He's twenty. Uh, he's twenty. So he's 20 even. 20 I know it's even. not. He's six okay. months older than Matt Wolf. Matt Wolf. Okay. And he's younger than Hovland and uh, Morikawa. 21 under wins by six over Tom Hoagie. You mentioned that back nine. Uh, I saw he's the youngest winner. Uh, or y- 
Youngest winner to win by like five shots since Ralph Gudolf. Just uh, Justin Ray. Yeah, Justin Ray said that. that. But I, I'm guessing Ralph Gudolf didn't shoot more under par than his age. Oh, that's a good point. Wow. <laughs> you always, you always hear level. about it the other way. You know, Tom Watson <laughs> shot his age or. Uh, yeah, you know, but I of guess course, that's one we were, round. If we were living in an adjusted par world, that wouldn't have been. Probably the case. wouldn't have been. Interesting. All right. Uh, I let you beat me on Saturday. You know, Saturday, we should have been doing adjusted par for you. There was a par five where we played. And you're like, oh, well, it's going to be a par four for uh, the turn. What is it, U.S. Open? Yeah. I should have made that a par four for you. I should have. I would have been stroking, right? You, you wouldn't, wouldn't have gotten a shot either way. Oh, fuck. All right. I um, played it like a par four. I just don't know. I want. Hey, you did? Yeah. You, so you made a par? Yeah, I made okay. a par. All I, right. I had. No one needs to hear about our golf game. That was a needless diversion. Uh, Just so everybody knows, Brendan is like the 18 handicap version of Cameron Champ. (laughs) (laughs) He just pounds driver. Great driver of the golf ball. (laughs) And just everything else is is very... Needs a lot of work. What was the... (laughs) What was the... It was a touch of a blacksmith or something like that around the green. Uh... One time I was like going in the sand trap. I was like, you don't like the sand, do you? I was like, no. I think I just picked up. Never even got out. <laughs> he had two holes in a row. He hit. He had like 20 footers. They hit like eight feet past <laughs> and then left the eight footer like three feet short. <laughs> two holes in a row. I mean, it was unbelievable. I somehow, I mean, super fast greens. I left like a, a, a downhill putt like four feet short somehow. Uh yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm not not not, it was a fun not great at golf. Checked, after. checked out the next year's U.S. Open venue. You it'll s- it'll be be exciting. U.S. Open. Use the driver, and then after that, uh, nothing. Okay. All right. So Neiman Neiman runs away with the Greenbrier military tributes. Uh, on the year on the European tour, Sergio Garcia wins the KLM Open. Your guy. That's not my guy at all. You know, he's, he's not your my guy. guy. This is like uh, I'm sorry. The strength of field in this event was like a disgrace. I mean, so what? He beat Nikolai Hodgjard. I think guard. He was, he's 18, that kid. Is that true? Yeah. Denmark. Um, the, there's no one in this field. Westy was in. Westy was in that. Um, diss and Westy. For what's that? Diss and I'm not Westy. trying to diss Westy. They got, so, the, they got the BMW uh, European PGA next week. You know what the strength of field for this event was? It was 75 military tribute where like, you know, not everyone's playing. It's just the rookies, mostly older journeymen, guys who need their points had double that. 154 was the strength of field there. The, the, the KLM Open was closer to the Japan Tour event than it was the season opener on the PGA Tour, a fall series event on the PGA Tour. Do you think that so was like, let's not bias. go crazy about Sergio Garcia beating, you know, the JV or something like that. Over could, that, could that have been American bias? <laughs> no. What do you mean? American bias and what? I, I'm just reading off numbers here. This is strength or field. It's a very seems, objective standard. Seems, I heard some very disturbing things about the OWGR board. What? It's pretty much an extension of the PGA Tour. Where'd you hear that? Yeah, uh, sources. That's not true at all. Like three of the seven guys on the OWGR board are tour guys. Oh, really? But yeah. it's based in London. Yeah, but they, they control the vote. The OWGR board's flawed. 
I'm out on him now. Sergio wins. Crumbled on the <laughs> tour championship. <laughs> That's not true. They made him have the shadow, the low gross. They made him have the shadow leaderboard. All right. Uh, what would you guess? This is Ty, uh, Sergio's European tour. How many wins? 30. Yeah, I thought it was around that. It's the 16th win on the Euro tour. Oh. I figured it was like What's 30. What's he got, like 30 total? He's got, I think it's 35. 35 professional wins. Mm-hmm. So 10, 10 on the PGA Tour and 16 on the Euro Tour. 26. It's pretty good Between career. the two. Yeah, very, <laughs> very good career. Like, how many, how many wins does Furek have? Um, I would guess about that. Wouldn't you think? Like 30? Around about 30, maybe? I, I don't think he's got that many. I bet, I'm guessing 20. He's got 17 on the PGA Tour. So what, what is a European Tour? Since you're bagging on the field... I'm not... What do you, what do you, how do you equate a Euro Tour win to a PGA Tour win? Well, man, it depends on the European, it depends on the event. Like next week, BMW PGA is, is one-to-one. I'd say this, this KLM Open is like winning a web, winning a web event, maybe? It's like half, half a PGA, well, it's half the strength of field of a low-level fall series event at Greenbrier. I think it's better than an opposite field. Maybe, yeah. I it's about that. I guess it it depends. I mean, BMW PGA will be a big one. You know, the the Rolex, the Rolex series, the infamous Rolex series. <laughs> it just depends. This one was not a strong one. All right. Elsewhere, uh, before we get to the main event, the Ally Challenge. Anchorman's getting Ron Burgundy's getting. Uh, it's kind of tight right tight race. The top of the Schwab Cup. Jerry Kelly is coming for that number one spot. Wins a 54-hole event, of course. Warwick Hills, 16-under. Beats a, a host of guys, including Woody Austin. But uh, Woody Austin. Wild man Woody Austin. <laughs> but no, I guess uh, Kelly's making it real tight now in the Schwab Cup standings. Real tight and right, real tight for Anchorman? Yeah, you think that? I mean, that was a, that a was a bit s- tougher to that was a stated hide from the camera. <laughs> state, well, we had several people on the ground in Michigan say like, it's it's so hard to tell. Like they were they were investigating, which I would love to see that some like, you know, fan on the ground like trying to walk around, get this view with you know inspecting scott mccarran's putting stroke up close behind from outside the ropes but several of them said it's just it's really hard to tell he's so close and like you know it sounds like he's you know in the in the yellow zone the tolerance zone if this were driver testing but uh maybe sometimes you know he goes over the limit when the camera's not around you know it gets a little tighter Anyways, he's uh, sweating bullets. The stated goal of his was to win the Schwab Cup, but now we got uh, Jerry, got Kelly, Jerry Kelly, solid and, Packers fan, and Perel. Is Perel? Well, Kelly just won. He's, I he's, know, but Perel's in the mix too. Yeah, but I think it's much closer now. Well, the, you know, Kelly. none of this matters until we get in the Schwab Cup. You know, we were just talking finals. about maybe doing a Schwab Cup contest, get people's juices fun. flowing in the fall. Champions. I think that, you know, one of the things that would happen is that everybody would be, if you picked, if you didn't pick Tanagawa, you'd be like, you know, well, clearing isn't, away. Isn't that final event in Phoenix? Yeah. So the assassin's on home soil. The, the, the official. He needs sh- something. He's been struggling. <laughs> he's been, yeah. The assassin needs some, some new tools. I think he's just not used to the full season grind. Yeah. 
or know? all the all the spotlight and added popularity that's come mm-hmm. with you know stories about him being the assassin out at Whisper Rock. You know that um, he beat Ogilvy in the Whisper Rock Club Championship the year Ogilvy won the U.S. Open. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that was a tale that came came out uh, this week. Somebody enlightened me about. Oh six. Oh six. He he beat the U- reigning U.S. Like Open a top five player in the world. <laughs> beat him in the <laughs> the assassin club. wins the club championship over him. <laughs> that's a great nugget. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, PGA Tour, European Tour, Champions Tour. Let's go to uh, the event of the week, the Solheim Cup. Solheim Cup. As good as it gets. What a what a last day. You know, people always say match play. It's like can be boring because you know. That you can have these kind of boat races and these margins that are insurmountable, and like, but you get this more. I mean, every now and then you get this. And before we talk about how great today was, can yeah. I just say that yesterday was an embarrassment? Yeah, I will. I had that Six in the notes. I had that in the notes. Yeah, I, I, I had. No Mike, one wants to take responsibility. Well, like, what? I had Mike Juan on the po- on my on the fried egg podcast. Yeah, and I asked him like. A few things about slow play, yeah. And just like Monahan, he like insisted that it wasn't a problem. Well, Monahan's no longer doing that now. He's 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 backing it up. I mean, well, he you know at the players and whatever that was March, he's like, oh, it's not an issue. Like, yeah. it's not it's not a thing. It's not. But like, I think we just watched his players spend the whole summer saying it is a thing, and he has no chance, no choice but to at least acknowledge it maybe he won't do anything otherwise but yeah that's interesting why why do you think that is why do you think these commissioners like don't even want to like acknowledge that it's an issue or put it on the table because they don't want to they don't want to have all the players mad at them it's a membership thing i think it is i think it's like the rank and file they don't want them to go against them but that was it was awful Six. And I know it was windy. It was like cold. It was not easy conditions. You got four balls in play, but six hours is ridiculous. Three hours for not, you know, front nine. It was, I think one was like five and a half hours, and the match ended on like sixteen or something. And it's just like uh, Julie Inkster, who's the captain of the U.S. side, was actually on the call for that U.S. Girls Junior when that girl, the viral video, uh, the girl like taking whatever two minutes to putt. Like clearly, understands slow the the impact slow play is having on the game at all levels, men, women, everything in between. Um, she's like, I don't know what to do. It was bad out there. They have some on their side. We certainly have some on our side. I don't know what to do. Like, oh. do you do you make an exception but, for well, this? But like a captain, what is a captain? One week, it's not like she's their coach all the time. It's not like she can do anything. Right. Right. Do you make an exception for a team play, team match no, play event? No, I don't. You At think all. the tolerance should be a little bit more for that? No. No. <laughs> you gotta go. Go. You. Got I just to. think it's like a little more tense. Why? I, I don't know. I guess, I guess that's a slippery slope. Then you start saying, "Well, majors, you should have do, a little more the time." In NBA finals, do they take the shot clock and instead <laughs> of twenty four, it's thirty five seconds? It's a good rebuttal. Fair rebuttal. <laughs> Uh, with wind, you should get a little bit more time. No, no. <laughs> You're being an absolutist on this. Yeah, I'm. I'm. It's at a point where an absolutist needs to. Like they were worried about finishing by dark, but anyway. Yeah. Let's, let's All right. So no, no, no. I mean, but that was that was a major theme before since we last talked on this like, podcast. I, I, women's golf struggles with popularity, like str- you know, and 
and like the last thing it needs is for the game to be slow. Like right. it's sure. just like one more sure. thing like working like if anything they should be in the same boat as the European tour where they're like we don't have uh the number one product in the sport. Like it's under like part of me I'm disappointed the PGA tour is not like enforcing it but if you're the leading product like you get to be a reactor instead of a mover. Mm-hmm. And if you're if you're if you're really trying to up the popularity of your sport, the LPGA has a great opportunity to be a leader on the slow play thing right. and improve their television product, improve the product of their game, and get more fans. Like yep. I really enjoy watching women's golf, but it is very very slow. And I mean, men's golf is very very slow too. Yeah, which we've yeah. eliminated on many occasions. But I think I think also when when we will duly praise this event but yes. I, I think it's 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 important to not just turn your eye like suzanne Pedersen. it's i think sometimes with these things and it's not just lpga it's all tour like we get caught up in just like exp- explaining reflecting on and explaining only like the last putt or the winner like there were some americans that threw up on themselves the slow like the slow play was a drag on the event like Granted, this is not we're, when we're looking at this event in full. We're gonna we're here to pray. It was an amazing job, but before we get to it, like you can't just blindly say it was you know a raging success and there were no drawbacks or, or there were no because yesterday was like outrage, tough, tough to watch, yeah. tough to watch. And, and the 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 odd thing is like the best part of these country match play events are the two man the two person the two-person formats whether it's four ball usually alternate shots even you know the best of the best but like watching players have to play together we we get singles singles are great but you know well, that's and more like, of a, so singles today single yeah. twosomes yeah. four hours yeah like i couldn't imagine in my two, life two ball two balls so, in the air playing two people four <laughs> hours like that that just should not happen <laughs> with with you know concessions and and you know, matches, some matches go to 18, obviously, but yeah, it, it's so, so let's get to the good. We, yeah, we've, let's get we've, to the good. because that's, this was maybe one of the, maybe the best event of the year, uh, right there, you know, right probably behind the masters, of course, because of Tiger's comeback. But like, uh, this is, this is like the dream scenario, a birdie putt on the last match with everything on, like flipping. That was the other part of it. Right. We is were that, like, it went from Looking like the U.S. had it in the barn, right? You know, right? Like, uh, you ever play euchre? Nah, not really. I, you get the sparingly. Barn, you, yeah. You, you know, you change yeah. your hands or yeah. positions, and it's like you know <laughs> you're in the barn. Like the U.S. was in the barn. Right. 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 It, it it felt like we were getting ready to go somewhere, and it's just like all right, we can go. And then like Bronte Law, kind of. It just felt like the u.s if they weren't going to win by several points they're going to like have them to death and they'd get their requisite uh 14 to retain the cup so but i i don't even know how it i mean i know where but it just flipped like that it just felt so like a foregone conclusion bronte law yeah that was obviously a big match yeah and uh she le- she dumped one she left one in the bunker and still managed to have a hole with right. a bogey. You know right. that was obviously a big. I, it just to me felt like the U.S. did not make putts that it needed to make. They had just critical misses. The, there was some there was some really bad golf too. 
scattered in, right? So, I mean, some bad putts, some bad bunker shots on all sides. Watching Ann Van Dam putt was a little frightening at times. Like, definitely frightening. Great golf swing, though. Yeah. yeah I've, I've been told. Um, you know, Danielle Kane just kind of bladed one in the bunker. Bladed's the wrong word, but not yeah, a crisp. Was, it was not a... Not a crisp bunker shot on 18 with the hat, with the... with you know, it tied in the, in the final hole. Um, so there were not all good shots, but Suzanne Pedersen, who been off for 20 months, basically not a, not a pro, right? Not a full-time tour player right now. And basically was semi-retired. Yeah. It was, yeah. She came back th- three months ago, played, has played only like twice. And uh, she did not play well early in the week. Right. Right. It, that, um, so she's got a birdie 18 when the cup can't have, cannot have bad drive too. Yeah, that's true. Bad drive. Just that wedge shot was just nails. Like you she, loved that wedge shot. I mean, it was unreal. It yeah. that it all, it had a chance to go in and it was almost it, like how far it, it ended up away was like kind of like crazy. It could have been six inches. easy, right. Like it, you know, right. just a touch less spin, but then, you know, it was just an awesome putt, too, like right in the heart of it. She it went was, quick. Mm-hmm. Moot. I mean, talk about slow play. She, she, you know, did a little extra read after uh, her opponent's putt kind of broke. Marina it. Alex. Yeah, Marina Alex broke a different way than, than she thought and did a lot. And then well, went that was and, that same putt that Van Dam missed really right, bad, too. Right, right. You know, it was, and it, they both missed it on that high side bad but it was in the heart and then i mean this is the dream this is the dream scenario for anything Ryder cup president's cup solheim cup whatever masters u.s open kind of have it come down to one putt one putt last last match last group on the course right it's so rare when you have 28 points up for grabs on three days that it's literally the last ball on the course and that's what it comes down to um and and it kind of captivated as it should have kind of pulled everyone in all, all morning it yeah. was the perfect you know upstage the nfl at least for golf fans <laughs> probably not for the wider sports world as golf It'll will be never interesting do. to see what the ratings are yeah that's a good point golf i mean it was, it was over before the nfl came out sure exactly um but, you know it proves like there is some credence to having golf with football would have been nice to watch walker cub last last week before yeah. football you know that another team event uh Pedersen, just immediately retires for good. She's saying that, you know, maybe she, maybe, you know, it could be the heat of the moment, but yeah, she says she's done. Mic drop. Mic She maybe retires from, she's probably still going to do some exhibitions. Following in Tiger's album. footsteps, who retired after the Masters this year. <laughs> he should have retired. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I think he might have. We just don't know it. I think he did. He doesn't know it then either. <laughs> um, do you think pretty cool? I mean, I'll, uh, similar to like Peyton Manning. Yeah. Right off into the sunset on top. Oh like God. It, so rare. except he was horrible. Like he had no business. He got it done though. He didn't she get anything she done. She wasn't good. This he got week. it done like like she Lovey wasn't Sp- good. This, she just made the putt. <laughs> he got it done like Lovey Smith is turning it around. Peyton Manning got it done in that Super Bowl like Lovey Smith. Is turning around the Illini football program. Low blow, Brendan. <laughs> I blow. mean, this is 
Turning around the line, I football. They lost to Eastern Michigan by three. They've been one of the worst teams in D1 for like the last four or five years. All right, all right. So turning around, if we are even competitive in the Big Ten. I'm not trying to give you shit. We had our doors blown off by Kansas. Just blown off by Kansas football at home. Uh, All right, so so getting back. And lovey we trust. (laughs) That's going to end well for you. All right. I think about think about having Lovey Smith as your head coach twice for two different <laughs> teams true. you follow. Think about that. Oh my god. What if like Rex he, is our quarterback? What if like Hugh Jackson became the BC yeah. coach? I would That's lose my saying. mind. Think about that. Oh. Uh, Mike Petton. Uh, than Tim Beckman. Yeah. Um all right, back to the Solheim Cup. Do you think this this was a, this was an amazing event. It was the best Solheim Cup ever. It was, you know. Do you think this gives the women's golf any kind of momentum or bump or anything, any boost going into? There's no majors left, so it's hard to do that. There's the uh, what is it? The the chase See, for this, the CME Globe. This is one of the issues. Does it with do anything? Where where the schedule is like, and maybe they should put the Solheim Cup like before the majors because. Good point. What happens is the golf world like goes to sleep on on the LPGA to, uh, LPGA, and you know wakes back up next year and they forget the Solheim Cup. The I last went, Solheim Cup was compelling as well. I wonder what the Solheim ratings are relative to like a U.S. Women's Open or British they, Women's the, British the, Open. I, maybe they should go to more team golf. Well, that's yeah. I think that's a given. I mean, the, you got you got to find a way to get the Korean. Crown's an awesome event. They yeah, do too. You got to find a way to get the Korean. Who you know, a team the Korean team would. I mean, roll everybody, right? And they're not well, a part of this. You might think that, but that's why you play the game. That's why. That's why they play the games. Uh, but yeah, I, so you think there's really much boost, or it's hard? I mean, it's, it, it's hard to say without a major. I'm thinking of like. The Women's World Cup this summer, you know, that was hugely popular and rightly so, deservedly so, and should have been. And, um, like, it, like, was part of a movement and wave this summer that uh, ESPN struck a deal to, like, carry more of the NWSL games. That you saw attendance spike at those games after the World Cup was over in the middle of the summer. Like, I... This so is not going to have that impact. It's not that big an event compared the to the other problem is the World Cup was like three weeks. Yeah, this was three One days. Of, and maybe that maybe that's an idea is like putting stacking like three big events right in a row. Yeah. Well, you get all pissed about that. We, don't we mock the Champions Tour for having three majors in a row? Yeah, but maybe you make it all one. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but right. like there, there's something because the Women's World Cup, by having it over sustained for three weeks as part of the count, like what, uh, what happened and what was allowed to happen was that people that were really into it early on got their friends into it and there was a bandwagon effect. Right. Like, right. I, I don't think there's like a bandwagon effect that happens when it's just like one week and the lead up is two days. Right. Right. Bandwagons, like you get on the Cubs bandwagon when they're making their world series run in the playoffs. Like that was a thing, but the playoffs were three weeks long. Right. Right. And maybe, 
maybe golf goes maybe golf goes to a playoff system where they play like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, you know, Monday, like they keep that schedule so it's regular because like what happens also is then there's four days off. Yeah. So Law, Pedersen were definitely the big winners Sunday. Um, on the American side, I think big winners, definitely the Corda sisters. They were both 3-0 and 1. Uh, Celine Boutier was Celine amazing. We, we watched her. We've been watching her all year in Australia. Down, she won the... Uh, she almost won the U.S. Women's Open. Right. She was in the mix there. Right. She won the... Uh, where was that Australian, the, the mixed event where they had the senior or uh, men's and oh, men's... In, um, the Handa. Metro? The Hugo. No. No, no, no. In Australia. I, Metropolitan, I right? About. It wasn't at Metro. It was at, uh, it was at the the, um, the beach place. Um, oh, that's right. That's I right. forgot what it was so called. Boutier, was, I, I mean, she's been called. on the radar for a lot of this year. It's been yeah. a big year for her. Um, she went 4-0-0. Who, so those are some of the, the stars. The quarter sisters are nasty. Um, They're really good. So who would you say might be worthy of some criticism? Um... So, it's a, she went one and one and one, but I don't. In you know, in, in the same token, Pedersen was in the same. But like, this is what sports come down to: is like you either make the play or you don't make the play. Like, yeah. Morgan Pressel was like a very head scratching pick in general. Right. Because she doesn't play golf. Like she's retired. Yeah. Essentially. Well, and this is this is the issue with. Like why These, wouldn't you? Like one of the reasons that the Corda sisters are so good—they're two of the best players in the world this right is, now. Well, this is a, the, the catch twenty-two of these team match play events. Like some of those captains' picks, like do you go with like a veteran who's like maybe not playing their best golf, and it worked for Pedersen. It didn't work for well, Pressel. I mean, she was one-one and one. I can't say it didn't work, but you've seen it like blow up a few like, times. I mean, Willie Westwood, Hazeltine, like unwatchable golf. But he was this veteran on the team. Curtis Strange, I remember they added him like well when he was on the downside. He was a captain's pick. I think it was at Kingsbell. Phil I think. last year, but he qualified, didn't he? No, he was a captain's pick. Captain's pick. pick. Yeah. He was terrible. Could, could not. He didn't. What, what did he take? Like a, a Three, five iron, four, four iron, iron, four iron on the third hole <laughs> the water. But you, this is always about, and then sometimes it works. It worked with, with Pedersen on the 18th hole. It worked for you know Sergio Garcia in France and and others. Like it just, what do you go with? I saw Michelle Wee, and you're kind of you're 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 making more of a, than a captain's pick point. You're making more of a lineup order pick. You wouldn't have put Pressel in the last match. She got. I mean, the one reason smoked. you put that match might is the least likely to be significant. Yeah. Yeah, well, Michelle Wee was Michelle Wee was critical. She was on TV this week. She was critical. She was like said it was a head scratcher. Truly, Inksters. She wanted to see the Corda sisters in the back. She wanted veteran Salas in the back. You know. but I guess when it's eight eight to start the day, you know, it, it was a dead heat. You know, those last thing, five six matches could matter a lot more than they typically do on a the the, the match. If you put her at the end. That's least likely to be significant, right? Probability-wise, that's the way you should do it, right? Right. So, it, what ended up happening for the Americans was their two, two Marina Alex and Allie McDonald ended up being in those last two events, their last two matches that swung the whole thing. Um, 
the one I that that we actually was asking for the back of the back of the lineup was I think the most disappointing of the tournament for the US is Lexi. Yeah. She did not get a point. She have the oh, have the match, did not win a match. Um I think she was her and Megan Kane were the only Americans. She hurt her back. She was having a, her caddy had to tee up the ball today. Yeah, but that was just today and and Inkster didn't let her off the hook for that. She goes, yeah, I don't think her back injury had anything to do with her loss. It's kind of not letting her lean on that. I you mean, think, even... You think there was a little Jason Day syndrome? I, no, I'm not saying that at all. I'm surprised Inkster, like, immediately just said that wasn't a, re- it wasn't a cause a at all. a hot tip on a certain football player might have a little Jason Day syndrome. <laughs> hot tip. Uh, who? I'm not going to reveal my... Uh, All right. So we're okay. going to have to keep that one under the vest. But they need... So they have six rookies. I think it was six. But Lexi was... She was paired with three different three different people during the team portions. She went 0-1 and 2. She never made a single point. Like, she didn't have a putt or, or a shot like of a little, consequence. like, tiger problem where, I, you know, remember how, like, in the... Everybody would try and find the partner for Tiger, but they never could. Yeah. Well, her partner was Christy Kerr, traditionally, I guess, you know, last couple go-arounds. And Kerr was, you know, older and not, you know, didn't qualify. So... Yeah, you, if your, be- your best player's got to deliver. Yeah. She needed to be there with the Corda sisters, putting two, three points up on the board. All right. Any other Solheim thoughts? This is... We need we need one of these really primo match play events every September. There's just got to be one. They got the crown. Pre- Prez Cup, Ryder Cup, Walker Cup. It's the best. It's the best. Best format. Pre- President's Cup. What? No, maybe not the President's Cup. That's not really a, they, much they, of a competition anymore. They just got to win. This is overall good for the Solheim Cup, oh, though. I mean, because like, you don't want... Next the, one's at Inverness, this too. Is, yeah. That'd Actually be cool. playing a great golf 2021. <laughs> you didn't... Glenn Eagles didn't satisfy this week? Oh, God. You're shouting about the mowing patterns. I've had to listen to you yell about the mowing patterns at Glenn Eagles for three days now. <laughs> In real life. Just uh, look at this. Look at this mowing pattern. Uh, all right. Great, great event. One of the two, three best events of the year, clearly. Um, all right. Let's move on. Uh, who is your most impressive? I don't know. Most impressive player at Greenbrier, non Neiman. Yako? Like, he might have played his way on the President's Cup team. Who? Neiman? Neiman. That's a good point. He should. I mean, he He's should. He's been absolutely. playing really great. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, I, was, he was outside the top 125 late in the season. Just started playing like a madman. Non Neiman though. Who is your most impressive player? I, I guess I got Hovland. Yeah, Hovland. 17 rounds in the 60s now in a row. They said. I think it's 17 in a row in the 60s. So Just immediately. He's made nine starts since the U.S. Open. Yeah. He's finished outside the top 16 once. Wow. It was his Travelers, his first pro start. So T, and, and he had the U.S. Open. He finished T12. Like, yeah. It's, it's just been... He's a, it, and yet he had to go to... Like, he had to go to Corn Ferry Q School. Or, I'm sorry, Corn Ferry Finals. Yeah. D- didn't yeah. even get his card based on that run. It's just, like, almost... Impo- it, it, we see this with DJ and Rory. Mm-hmm. And I hate to, like, compare them to these guys this young. 
but like we see it with DJ and Rory where like you're like how does this guy ever finish outside the top 20 sure because he hits the ball so good yeah like you know he just so this week 15th in strokes gained off the tee ninth in strokes gained approach like that's gonna get it done every week like he really hasn't ever like putted that great at uh in an event you know like one he's gonna putt well and he's gonna get better around the greens and He's just, he's a great golfer. Christopher, his buddy from Norway, didn't do well. You see him? This is a tough start for Christopher. Seven over. He's almost DFL. Robbie Shelton. Yeah. He, he, uh, he led the field strokes. Davy Jude team. didn't make the cut, by the way. Davy Jude didn't come Shel- locate the eraser. Shelton could be, you know, he, he was like a young phenom. I mean, what, I think he's like 22 only. He's, he's been pro since he was 20. Right. You know, like right. he, and he's, the, he's played great on the Canadian tour and the web tour. Like it, there's so many young guys that are so good and they all drive it so well that like, I just foresee them to continue to play. So very, very well. Right. Like Scheffler's another one, top 10. Um, so, I mean, it, it was just, my takeaway was like the tour's young and it's just going to keep getting younger. Is right. my takeaway this week. All right. Uh, Move on to news real quick. I don't get the road. Uh, you see the, the PGA Tour ballot? Good on, uh, I think it was golf.com, Alan Bastable, Josh Burho, that group. Got, got, it's not like, like how the, how the, how the candidates were framed on the ballot and they, they were able to get that from the tour. Um, a lot of people are like kind of incredulous about this. I, again, maybe I'm getting, maybe I'm becoming, a Pontevedra shill over here, but like, like I was on Friday and trying to shoot down the conspiracy theories, but like, I don't really see that big a problem with how it was laid out. I think it was presented the way they wanted to have it presented. <laughs> That's true. So for the record, they, for, for your edification, in case you haven't seen it, like they don't, the majors are not, are, are call, not called out anywhere. No. Uh, so they list like Brooks Kepka entered 21 events during the season, won CJ Cup, PGA, FedEx, St. Jude, had nine top 10 finishes, ranked third in FedEx Cup. So nine top 10 finishes doesn't really tell the story of where those finishes were and what they were, the Masters, you know, they open. And, and so this is where I would, I would take, take kind of... But do you think like Billy Horschel looks, a player looks no. at that ballot and doesn't understand the context so, or recall? So I would say there are a couple things with how they present this. Like, and yeah. it goes in the player of the year award doesn't really matter. Like this doesn't matter yeah. that much. I don't know why we're talking about it so much, but like, here's something that like, I mean, actually as, as a LeBron fan, you oh, know, God. you Fuck. should feel this way. This? You should, you should be on Brooks's side. You because, should win the MVP every year. Yeah, yeah. Like if you feel that way, like, like if that, if it's saying who's the best player is like, Brooks should win. Yeah. Like, because he had the best, like, but anyways, um, the one thing they didn't do, which is kind of nutty is like, they didn't point out that Brooks was number one in the regular season, that he was number one in the window. Like their other, like their regular season, the majority of the season, this guy was number one. Yeah. Like they did they just failed to not point that out. Which is Rory, they just say ranked first in the FedEx Cup. FedEx Cup also, like with this new format, right. like it's, you could win 
every you could win every event of the year, <laughs> every single one. Oh, yeah, you could win. That's and true. And not finish number one in the FedEx Cup. Yeah, like which is like you know like I know like I talk about like level ground and everything, but like you know if you present it, oh, was number he could be number five in the FedEx Cup right. after winning every event of the year, right? Which is crazy. You know? So do you think Neiman's got an inside track now for I forgot to talk player of the year? <laughs> I think he might. We are going to have to check on this, but he might be the youngest Ever? FedEx Cup number one. You didn't want to talk about Neiman. Young, might be the youngest FedEx Cup number one of all time. Why do you want, what are you saying? I don't want to talk about Neiman. I'm always happy to talk you, about you Neiman. You said outside of Neiman, you brushed it oh, away. Well, that was tried, after, because we'd already to, talked said, about it. I'm going to get in the car. Because we already you talked You don't want to about talk about this, but <laughs> he might be the youngest FedEx Cup number one of all time. He's the youngest number one ranked player in the world That might put him time. in the Hall of Fame. Number one ranked player in the world. Is he the best player in the world at this moment? If um, that's, you're, you're going based on your, your FedEx Cup, what we hear about. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> front runner. Right now, front runner for player of the year. You We're know talking what? about last year's player of the year, but right now, Neiman's the front runner. You know what's sneaky? Is he basically, I mean, he gets a three year exemption, right? This win. He's got like a three year exemption, right? Because don't you have two years beyond? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. So he's already exempt for this. The, the exemption thing? Because it's, it's, I'm, I'm it doesn't start it. now. This September starts next September. I don't think you should get a two-year exemption for winning. Any event? No. Majors, maybe. What should you get? You just get a win. Like, if you win one event... You think Ryan Palmer should get an exemption like, no, for like the No, like Martin Trainer. Yeah. I, I like Martin Trainer. Right. This is not talking about martin trainer but like he didn't he shouldn't have kept, he won an opposite field event last year yep he didn't get enough points to, right like you get points like you're getting rewarded with points right right i don't know i just i think that there is it's what tiger talked about a little bit about like how it's like four hot weeks yeah yeah it's like you win you could play you could play really bad like really bad golf all year and win once like yeah like michael kim is another example. Statistically, he had like one of the worst years yeah. ever. Put his mind he's out. Fully exempt. Yeah. This year. Put his brains out at, at one of one weekend. Yeah. At the John Deere. And uh, to me, like two year exempt, like it should. If it's a merit based thing, like I just don't think like finishing first and finishing second. Like if you finish four, second four times in a year. And you finish first, and one the other guy finishes first once. Yeah. Like, if you finish second four times, I'd rather give that guy a, a two-year exemption. Yeah. So, congrats to Demon on being the, the best player in the world. He is number one I player mean, in I, the world. This was not. I was not talking this way about the number one player in the world. What do you mean? I was, you know. As a, I would never disrespect a number one player in the world like that. Speaking of uh, former number one player, real number one, OWGR number one, not not FedEx Cup. You know, this is all you're just tweaking the PGA Tour. This FedEx Cup stuff, the number one gains now Neiman. Uh, but speaking of for OWGR number ones, do we hear a Lee Westwood story this weekend? Your boy Westy, look at you. Did hear a good Westy story. We heard story. an incredible Westy story, reliably. 
told. Uh, <laughs> so, Westy. Uh, let's get, finish with the let's finish with a good Westy story. It was the the, the Dunhill Links years yeah. ago. Yeah. So you want me to tell it? You want to tell it? I can. T- do you want to tell it? I'll set it up. So there. I guess there's there's name name a, a an attractive um uh, media person and uh this person was dating someone a contestant uh, so, this, so the dunhill is like <laughs> the uh like the pebble beach pro am right so you get like actors ceos tycoons all these people play in dunhill and this attractive media person who the players may you know they they see every week and things like that I'm not suggesting on tour, but they, they know the media person. They don't know necessarily the significant other. But the significant other was playing in the Dunhill. And go, you take it from here. And I set it up. So apparently, said, uh, said celebrity... Um, significant other. Significant other was in the locker room. And <laughs> Westy and uh, Darren Clark took exception to the attractive media Person. uh, personality dating said you know celebrity in the uh, in the field yeah and they were they were roughing them up they, in, they guess in they the locker did, room. Yeah. they were telling them that she needed to be with a, a true true sportsman true sportsman so this guy is like <laughs> f- famous in his own right right for what it's just not it's golf or you know, cricket or whatever sports they play over there, you know. But Derek Clark and Lee Westwood counter this guy in the locker room at the Dunhill, start roughing him up a little bit, pushing him, giving him a little guff, say she needs to be with a true sportsman. Can you this was, is Westy like? Westy's a bully. Is he the biggest asshole on tour? Oh, no, that's, that's not true. I'm kidding. You know, this was before he cared, didn't care about anything. This, so this, this was a delightful story. There were some details we may have omitted, but this basically made your day on Saturday. Oh, yeah. yeah I love hearing Westy. You know, <laughs> that's a man full of confidence. That's a, a man that can win a major championship right there. Like, <laughs> might be betting on Westy there, hard for there, the Masters. I got to well, check his odds. I don't want him to go down before this is released. Westy and Darren Clark, you know, shoving people in lockers at the Dunhill. How about golfers pushing people around? <laughs> yeah. She should be with a sportsman. True sportsman. Yeah. Um, all right. Sunday Scaries nominee. You have one? Anybody? How are the Bears doing? Do we have an update? Uh, we, Score it's update? 13 6. Oh, yeah. good. My Sunday Scaries is, uh, is Mitch. Mitch Trubisky. It's going to be a rough week in Chicago. What's his yards per attempt at now? Like 5.5 or something? He's got 14 completions for 90 yards. Oh, my God. Do you have a yards per attempt up uh, there? 22 completions, so bear with my math, but that's about 4.2 yards per attempt. Uh, well, complete. I just want this game because we were watching at this bar and they were just like these little tight end dumps and, and uh, stuff like that. Never three. Th- he's afraid to throw downfield at this point. Well, yeah, he should be. He's at, oh my God. He's at 4.1 in this game. How about that math? 4.1. Yeah, pretty good. 14 to 22. 90 yards. Good completion percentage. Good job. How about that? Hey, he might good be math, turning into Andy. Marcus Mariota. That's not always been your strong point. Good that's, math. I'd, I'd, Mar- that's Mariota-like numbers. Mine is uh, Lexi, I think. It's just... 
not a good not a good weekend and maybe she's injured too now so sunday scaries for her all right any parting thoughts any other any other takes you want to get out there great weekend yeah fantastic weekend up in new york i don't know if i can do the big apple no why it's just too big for me at one point we were just driving along silent and apropos of nothing you're just like people here are just so angry wasn't even like these things just come out of your mouth all the other day we were in the locker room the other day it's like you know what why are why is you know what's something that really pisses me off i go oh god we're sitting in the locker room who knows who's around here here why do socks got to be left and right now just these musings that you start throwing out there but well, that is stupid (laughs) like when did the right and the left foot sock come about (laughs) and why do they exist like like they, it's already hard enough to wash socks. Like, it's very difficult to keep your socks together. You're ranting about this in the locker room at a, well, I don't really at a very high-profile, high-end high, high end course. I don't really care. Yeah. But every time I put them on and I see that I put together two rights. Two I never, L's, I don't two look. R's. I yeah. don't look. Yeah. But then I put yeah. together two rights, and I'm just like, wow, this is dumb. Like, the sock <laughs> doesn't fit. doesn't feel like it fits any differently if it's a right and a left. If somebody has any... Intel as to what it matters, except for like a ploy to sell more socks to OCD people that can't, can't handle. Get, yeah. That's what I think it is. It's, yeah. a, it's a whole conspiracy in the, in the socks, a big textiles industry <laughs> to sell Text- more socks. <laughs> All right. Well, that, that, yeah. But yeah, we were driving around. You're like, people here are just so angry. There was nothing, there was no precipitating event. There wasn't like some guy honking at you. You just, that was an observation that had been bouncing around in your head a little bit, huh? Is it, they're just pushy. They aren't, you know, I don't know. Does it, I, it I, offends I don't want to talk about it. It offends anymore. your Midwestern sensibilities at times. No? We love New York, by the way. We enjoyed our time here. You're just I, not sure you could do it full time. Yeah, That's all. I, do, I don't think I can do it full time. It's a great place. Hell of a weekend. Yeah, great all right. place. Everyone enjoy, enjoy your Mondays. We will catch up with you on uh, Wednesday.